1: Yeah, it's a little early for me, but I'm feeling good because today we have a big topic to dive into. Really big, (laughs) like huge and quite vague. But we narrowed it down to the stuff that we're most excited to talk about. But first, we wanted to uh, do another little announcement. On last week's episode, we told you guys about our Pride event that's coming up June 23rd at Adelaide Hall in Toronto. We're so psyched. We told you about the awesome queer guests we're going to interview live. Um, it's going to be like a live podcast kind of thing. So we've got uh, James Bailey, Kira Graves, Shannon Burns, Ali Patel. But we added someone to the bill since last time <gasps> we talked.
0: Suspense.
1: The suspense is worth it because Brianna Musco uh, is going to be coming and playing, performing at the event. She is a queer singer, songwriter, pop artist. We actually interviewed her last year on the pod. She's freaking awesome. And she's going to come all the way up from New York. So God bless her whole soul. And there's going to be another performance at the event. She's creating some really great representation for, for gay girls, especially like femme presenting gay girls. And you see that a lot in her music and her music videos. So we're really stoked to have her on the bill.
0: Yes, we are. And go stream Paradise. I think that's the song we were talking about when Brianna came on. And the music video is very women loving women focused.
1: Yeah, the love interest in the Paradise video, we her name's Amanda Lance. We interviewed her with Brianna. They we had them both on the pod. It was so fun. That was back in December. So if you want to take a little gander, head back to December's archive and take a listen. (laughs) yay we're so excited if you want to buy tickets to the event guys we're we would be so we would love to see you we would love to hang out with you it's gonna be really fun you can go to the link in our bio and find um find the tickets there proceeds from all the tickets will be going towards the pride charity of choice so we're gonna be giving back giving back giving back and having some fun um and it's kind of like the perfect kickoff to pride weekend because toronto pride is happening that friday saturday sunday well it's all it's all month but it's like thursday is a nice little kickoff to the weekend
0: it'll be like uh yeah the pre-drink before the big party
1: yeah i love that our good friend kyle came up with that and he also has an episode on the pod so go back and listen to kyle mccallum
0: kyle's episode eight i don't know why i always remember that
1: oh because eight's my lucky number oh that's so cute, cute. Wow. I feel like we just gave listeners a lot of like things to do.
0: Yeah. They better, got, they Sorry, better be doing things. Like, listen guys, because what you need to do is get your ass up and work because it seems like <laughs> nobody wants to work these days.
1: I still can't believe she said that. I know, but As I- That's so tone deaf. Do you think she knew? Okay. No offense, Kim, like if you're listening, but do you think she had any idea- you know when you say something and then after you're like, ugh, maybe I shouldn't have said it like that. It happens to me all the time on this podcast. That's
0: Didn't how she, she had felt. that feeling. No, oh, she, she did. did. She okay. apologized for it on this podcast called "Not Skinny, But Not Fat." Oh, I forget. It's something like that. This like really popular like pop culture podcast. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Kim said she apologized. Did not mean for it to come off in that tone because she's like, I'm not speaking about like all women like not wanting to work. She's like. She said something like it was just taken out of context, but she's still very sorry and shouldn't have said that.
1: Mm, Yeah. That's always the play. It was taken out of context. Not that I don't believe her, but, (laughs) you know, she said what she said. You know what I'm saying? There was
0: something else where the question was like phrased in a way that like in her tone when that came out, it almost like made sense with the question, but it was like from what the media could see There was like more to it. And she said like, clearly I should have not said it in that way. But the interviewer did ask me this. I'd have to like go back because it was a while ago. But I was like, okay, I get it.
1: There's so much pressure too. I I would be like, oh shit. If I said something wrong, I'd be like, oh no. Well, that's just it. If I was in the public eye, are you kidding me? I'd be apologizing every week. Yeah. (laughs) I should be apologizing every week for this podcast and the things I say on here.
0: My take is that we're going to be making mistakes and people will say things that are like not taken in the best way. But as long as you like understand the situation and be like, yo, I'm sorry, take accountability. I respect that. I'm like, thank you.
1: Thank you. We move on. You are so kind hearted. You're so non-judgmental. <laughs> I really get it because I,
0: I don't know. I really get it. I'm like, girl, it's Okay she's like sorry you're
1: like oh it's totally fine and everyone else is like not cool with it at all but i love that about you i think because i really do understand <laughs> i don't
0: know how we're getting into this
1: it's because it's the Kardash. like you will you will defend the kardashians to me when it when they come up which is totally understandable like
0: guys i'm manifesting that sarah and i get invited to the kardashian christmas eve party oh is that a
1: thing yes okay <laughs> I'm not gonna know any I'm not gonna know what's going on i get I don't even purse I still do not know which ones are which, of course, I know Kim, I know Kylie and Kendall the other two uh Chloe and um,
0: Courtney don't tell me ah, oh, I get those
1: mixed up all the time, so I'd have to do like you know, in the double wears Prada. When that's they go what to I that was party. thinking.
0: <laughs> Miranda Priestley.
1: Yeah, and then have to study the binders of people. That's what I'll be doing, and then I'll be in your ear, and someone will come up, and I'll be like, "That's the ambassador of France." No, Sean. it's the opposite. I got to do it for you because I know people. I be knowing people. I need to whisper okay into your ear and be like, "That's Courtney Kardashian," and I'll be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and then, which one just got married? Chloe just got married, right? Courtney. Oh, crap. Okay. Courtney. To Travis Barker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I knew that one.
0: (laughs) But guys, I'm manifesting it because, yo, Sarah and I love Christmas and we love Christmas Eve. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be mad about spending a Christmas Eve at the Kardashian household
1: part of me hopes their christmas eve party is just called the christmas eve party but it's not actually on christmas eve because your girl loves spending christmas eve with her family
0: sarah (laughs) when you get famous you gotta you gotta make sacrifices
1: you gotta make sacrifices fam familiar sacrifices (laughs) anyway
0: enough about the kardashians i don't know how we got here
1: i don't know either good luck cutting and splicing this up percy p
0: oh i'm keeping it all in i'm organic Like that. Oh, I like
1: I like that. I'm pretty organic too. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink wink. But what are we what are we getting into today? Okay, guys, today we're gonna talk about sexual health. We have talked on this pod about gay sex. We've talked about safe gay sex. We've talked about queer sex ed but a person I were talking and we were saying how the one thing that we haven't like really super dived into is kind of like sexual health as a whole for men women and everyone in between and also for the gays but but for the straights as well and this is like we said earlier this is a massive topic like there it's it's pre, it's like umbrella topic you know what I mean um there are a uh, Million different things we could talk about under this umbrella of sexual health, but we did a bunch of research and we're just going to touch on the things that we thought were most interesting or share worthy. There is a ton more to explore in this topic. Before we start though, we did want to disclaimer we are not doctors.
0: No, like this is only based on like our own research of what we were able to like find on the internet, truly, guys. So if you do have questions about your sexual health, like please just always ask your doctor before, you know, <laughs> <laughs> coming to us because like, listen, Sarah and I are, we're, try- we're, we're trying to get educated, right? But we really are two random girls on a pod just discussing. So we wouldn't be like the source to come to if you have like true sexual health questions. So go consult your doctor for the love of lesbian Jesus, aka Haley Kiyoko which is a spoiler for our, in case you missed
1: it later. Oh,
0: I wonder too. that is. Stay tuned, um,
1: stay tuned. But yeah, guys, this is all hearsay. This is all internet research, but it's stuff that we thought was really interesting and important um, to talk about. So let's dive in, Purse.
0: Yes, so to start off, guys, Everyone's favorite topic, a.k.a. like mine,
1: is sexual health for people with a vagina. The vagine. La vagine. Yes. If you own a vulva, this section is for you, regardless of your gender identity. We're going to be talking about vaginas. Also, I feel like I say this a lot, but never did I ever think I would be on a public forum saying the word vagina as much as I'm about to say it, or the word penis, but... You know, times times have brought me here. They've brought me to this point.
0: The universe brought you here, baby. Baby?
1: Okay, so first off, we wanted to talk about a few things, a few vagina topics. The first one is just like tips for a healthy vagina in general. And we've talked about this a little bit when we've talked about safe gay sex and stuff like that. But this is just good information to know if you have a vulva or in a vagina. It's just like important information right off the bat and this is something that some people might not know the vagina is self-cleansing so you don't need to wash the inside of it ever douching all of that kind of stuff any of those types of products you might see at the at the pharmacy that are going to clean the inside of your, your vagina mm-mm, it's not necessary because that actually disrupts the ph balance inside your vagina because the vagina is amazing like it does so much And it completely cleansing itself regularly is just like one of the many things that it can accomplish in your day. Um, And it's kind of nice. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to mess with it. Just leave it alone. It's going to clean itself.
0: She's independent. She doesn't need your help. And you know what? Mm -hmm. Like, I think some people, they don't know that because I think naturally when you're cleaning, you're like, oh, I should clean inside because why wouldn't I? But like Sarah said, mm -mm, the vagina is self-cleansing and Actually, a lot of like vaginal soreness and vulval, vulval. That was hard to say. Blah, blah. Yeah. Irritation to the vulva. Irritation to the vulva. <laughs> um, That could actually be caused by the overuse of any perfume soaps, oof, bubble baths, and shower gels. Like just make sure it's not going up in there because that can actually be very, very uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And don't overuse any of those things because – even the even your vulva, like the outside of your vagina, can um, just get irritated, red, itchy, sore, and that's not that's not cute. It's not a cute look for anyone. Um, this one is kind of a no brainer, but it's actually near and dear to my heart because in my freelancing, I I don't know how much I talk about this on the pod, but I'm a freelance copywriter on the side of my full time gig, and I have a client who has a supplement to help prevent UTIs and so I write and talk about UTIs all the time it's like one of the topics I know the most about so in case you don't already do this guys always wipe from front to back Mm -hmm. in the bathroom it's really it's really simple easy thing to do and it's just the the reason you do that is you want to keep harmful bacteria out of your urinary tract so E. coli is one of the is the number one bacteria that causes UTIs and other infections, and it comes from your intestines, and then sneaks into your urethra. So you want to make sure that doesn't happen. You want to like wipe it away.
0: Yep, that's so true. Because if you also think about it, like, like the thought of like wiping my ass first and then bringing it up to the vagina, already in my head, I'm like, that does not seem like the thing to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know, but people people definitely do it. And I've definitely done that before. So (laughs) listen, we're all learning, but try not to because you could save yourself a lot of pain and frustration because UTIs are not fun.
0: Oh no, 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 no. So uncomfy. Um, here's another thing, guys, is clean your sex toys. And we always think like that's kind of a no-brainer, right? Because like fluids are gonna be getting on these sex toys most likely. So you want to be wiping it down, making sure it's clean and fresh to use. You can also be looking into uh, non-porous toys because porous materials, actually Sarah just told me this because I had no idea, um, have these tiny microscopic holes that bacteria can
1: climb and reside in. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't know this until I researched it. I thought, I thought it was kind of just like across the board, make sure you clean your toys, but um, it can actually be an extra layer of protection for your little vagine if you make sure your toys don't have little pores that bacteria can hide in because that's hard to clean out. It's kind of like your skin. It's hard to clean out your pores because things get lodged in there and the holes are so tiny. Yeah. Um, And then we've talked about this before when we've discussed safe gay sex on the pod, but women loving women, use a dental dam if you want to to help prevent UTIs, Use condoms on your toys if that if you want to. <laughs> this is all if you want to, but it's it's great, it's great for your vagina. Um, wash your hands. All of these things will help protect protect you from STIs. And it's just so easy for bacteria to sneak places. And you know when you're in the heat of the moment and things are moving and shaken. Also, if you have like cuts or sores on your mouth, you know, like using a dental dam is really important because. You want to have the best lesbian sex minus the STIs.
0: Yeah, and like our vulvas are pretty sensitive, right? So like it can get infected quite easily. So you want to make sure you're uh, you're taking precautions. But I wanted to bring up this point because I was watching the movie Crush, which I absolutely love. It's on Disney Plus for us Canadian babies and I think on Hulu for everyone else. Okay. <laughs> but it's like a, a movie featuring like it's a queer queer story but there's no emphasis on coming out or anything like that it's just about a girl in high school like navigating her like best sapphic life but in the movie um her mom is like very sex positive and like definitely the type of mom that we might get embarrassed of when we're a teenager but we secretly love her yeah gives her daughter dental dams because her daughter's about to go to college and she's like here honey like safe sex use a dental dam and the daughter goes mom we don't use those we don't use those kind of thing okay (laughs) and um I listen I I don't do what you want right but to me I was like if I was like someone like writing that script like I don't know if I would be like promoting that teenager teenagers are just saying like no mom like we don't use dental dams because you 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 got to be safe, right? And up, it's up to you. It's your prerogative, what you do with your partner. I'm not going to be here being like, you must. like, But it, it's really good to not take like, or sorry, you need to be taking like STI prevention seriously.
1: Yeah, I agree. We should talk to the writers of that show.
0: Yeah. Did anyone else think that? Because I, I heard her say that and I was like,
1: girl, yes, you should. It's almost like, it's almost like if, she was a straight character and she had been like mom we don't use condoms yeah it's like i don't know if that's even if it's true for that character it's not exactly the right thing to promote on disney plus well the character hadn't kissed anybody yet oh so how does she know that they're not using dental dams
0: i just wonder if maybe they were framing it like dental dams are like an old thing and she was like mom no we don't use those anymore
1: i do wonder like i don't i don't know coming from the straight perspective but it does seem to me a little bit like dental dams can be can are they have this perception of being kind of like this old school thing or like it it maybe just it's it might just be a um something that's not understood widely
0: yeah (laughs) no I don't know listen I'm gonna say I support the use of dental dams you can use condoms too you don't have to use a dental dam like you can You can cut up a condom in a certain way to like have it lay flat on the (laughs) vajiji. Vajiju.
1: How many different uh, nicknames for vagina are we going to have by the end of this?
0: We can call it anything.
1: Um, Okay, we really wanted to talk about in this little vagina conversation about if you could change the taste or smell of your vagina. This was actually the the conversation that inspired this entire topic. Um, And from our research and our limited knowledge, once again, we're not doctors, it seems like it's pretty difficult to alter the taste or smell of your vagina. So there's a quote by a doctor named Michael Ingber. He's a board certified urologist and female pelvic medicine specialist. And he said, if you have a healthy vagina, anything you do to make your vagina taste better will only have a very minimal effect. And he also says that one of the only things that affects the taste of your vagina is when you're on your cycle. you don't have any control over that but you know your your vagina will have a more metallic taste because you're menstruating and blood has a metallic taste so it's kind of inevitable and also apparently when you're ovulating your vagina can have a slightly muskier taste because you're releasing cervical mucus yum 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 so i thought that was interesting but apparently Some people say, we found some other stuff on the internet (laughs) that said what you eat or drink could potentially play a role in how your vagina tastes or smells.
0: You are what you eat. Wow, that's deep. I know, I made it up. It's really
1: deep. (laughs) The sex therapist, Angela Watson, aka Dr. Climax. I know, I love that. I love when doctors have little names for themselves. You know, Dr. Climax or Dr. Pimple Popper or or whatever. It's pretty cute. Well, I'm going to
0: be going to Dr. Climax for any advice because she says a good rule of thumb is any food that modifies the smell of your sweat or pee will also modify the secretions from your vagina, which will impact taste. That makes a lot of sense to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... Like, for example, certain anecdotal reports might suggest that if you eat spicy foods, you taste spicier. And if you eat asparagus, that's a common one, you taste grassier. And it's, it, it does kind of feel like inevitable and natural that that might happen, right? I mean, your body's all one thing flowing in and out. So it does make sense. But what's the deal with pineapple? Because pineapple seems to be the one that everyone's eating and drinking to taste sweet.
0: A little sweeter. Yep. So there is no scientific evidence to show that pineapple sweetens the taste or smell of your vagina, but some people swear by it. And y'all, I swear by it? it. Yeah, I have. You swear by it? I didn't know you swear by it. I think it works. Oh, I've done it. I've, I've done it. I know if sometimes I'm going to be like getting into mate.
1: Into motto.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've done it. I like a few days before will truly eat a lot of pineapple.
1: Okay. I love that. And then have you, okay, two questions. Have, has it been confirmed to you that you taste sweeter? And second, is there a smell? Like, do you, like, does it smell nicer? Does it smell like pineapples?
0: Um, no, it doesn't smell like pineapples. Okay. (laughs)
1: Just checking.
0: Oh, mom and dad don't.
1: Oh God. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I'm I'm just going to tell them ahead of time not to listen to this episode. Yeah. Don't listen to this,
0: but I can confirm that when I did the pineapple theory or like the pineapple test, um, (laughs) I did have, uh, someone tell me, it tasted like a little sweet and love that um the smell thing is really funny and you're going to think I'm really weird for this okay really weird but actually this brings the kardashians out <laughs> it the kardashians are coming back in here because
1: okay when,
0: when i was in, when i was in high school i watched keeping up as well and mm-hmm. uh there was an episode where courtney kim and chloe were talking about the pineapple theory and I think it was Courtney who said, let's all test it. So let's drink lots of pineapple juice. Let's eat pineapple for like a week straight. And then um, we're going to test and see like whose vagina smells the best. And then okay. they were like, but how are we going to do that? And they were saying they were going to take swabs and like smell each other's vaginas. They're really weird. Oh
1: They're and way too close. Okay.
0: I miss Persis who was very easily influenced was like to my friends in high school Guys, I have this idea. Let's try the pineapple theory. They all thought I was batshit crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, girl, that is, listen, to each their own, but you are easily influenced. Listen, I do what my
0: other three sisters tell me to do. And that's true.
1: And you also like your boundary, you, you're very, you're an open book, let's just say. So yeah. that, that doesn't scare you. That's, Pretty normal. It's like, yeah, let's smell each other's vaginas.
0: Well, like, and like with a swab, like, like listen, I didn't do it, guys. I didn't do it. I feel like we're gonna, li- people are gonna stop listening to me. Um, I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna get canceled.
1: No, but you didn't do it first. The Kardashians did. So, so it's fine.
0: But yeah, we did, we didn't end up doing it. My friends thought I was weird. So I was like, okay, I don't know why they thought I was weird. But if you are curious, yeah, no, give idea. it a try. <clears throat> Give it a try and report back. Um, yeah, I also think like eating fruits like this, no matter what, it is good for your body. It's putting in like sweetness, like a healthy sweetness into your body. So I do believe that it does affect
1: the veggie. It also just affects your sexual health. Like when we were doing this research for this topic today, guys, every every single source that we looked at, no matter what, was like make sure you eat a balanced diet you exercise all the things we know we need to do for our health that will all help your reproductive and sexual health so like eat there's not eating a bunch of pineapple even if it doesn't work for the purpose you want it to work for it's gonna be great for your for your health and nutrition so do it just do it i'm not a huge pineapple fan um yeah i don't really like pineapple or mango like any tropical fruits i know it's too sweet for me i don't like sweet things Mango's my favorite fruit. Mm Mm-mm. mm. Wow. Okay, well. But I do kind of want to try this. I'm I'm gonna try it and then I'll report back. <laughs> Perfect. Should we report back by like what next week? Uh well, there might be some caveats. We'll discuss off the off the air. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but to end off this little section about vaginas, guys, we just want to um clarify for anyone listening and maybe feeling like some type of way about their vagino um, Every vagina tastes and smells different. That's just the reality of vaginas, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know your unique smell. If it starts to smell a little off, like fishy or musky, something that you're not used to, get it checked out. And if your partner is constantly making you feel bad about your natural taste or smell, dump their ass. Dump them. Dump
0: them. Like
1: yesterday. because that is completely natural, um, unless something's wrong, unless they're actually like a little bit concerned and think you should go get it checked out. But you know, the way your vagina naturally smells is how it naturally smells and be proud of that and own that and don't let anyone make you feel bad about it.
0: Yeah, because if they do, I, you don't want to be with a person like that anyway. Oh, not, not a fun time.
1: Mm -mm -mm. See, it's my headphone fell off.
0: Sarah's headphone fell and she just looked at me lovingly while I spoke, even though she couldn't hear me. You'll never know what I said.
1: You say you loved me? Yeah. Wow.
0: But Sarah, now that we've talked about vaginas, I think now we should talk about sexual health for people with penises.
1: We should. (laughs) Yeah. Which obviously isn't a topic that we're experts in, but we did some research and we found out some cool stuff. So, just like with vaginas, it's super important to keep your penis clean, y'all. Penis hygiene is really important, Um, especially if you're uncircumcised, for obvious reasons, you know? There's some extra skin there. Bacteria can hide. Um, But regularly wash your penis and groin, if you got one, Um, if you got a penis, (laughs) everyone has a groin. because if you, if poor hygiene can cause a buildup of this thing called smegma, which is such a gross word, bleh, smegma, and it's like an oily, um, odorous, irritating substance that will like sneak under the foreskin. So it's not pretty and you want to make sure that doesn't happen. Um, and like we said earlier, exercise, eat a balanced diet, drink lots of water. That's, it's actually really important for your sexual health and for your penis health in general.
0: And also, like, just, uh... oh, wait, did you say this? I feel like my brain turned off. Did you say exercise, eat a balanced diet, and drink lots of water? (laughs) Yeah, I
1: did. So, once again, Persis listens to me. (laughs) Once again, we see how intently she listens as I speak and I stare into her soul. Let's go into erectile function. Yeah, I think that's a big one for people with penises, depending on who you are and what your sexual identity is and all this stuff, but um, we found out something interesting that I personally didn't know. Um, Persis, let me know if you knew this. But we always talk about Kegels for people with vaginas and how Kegels and pelvic floor um, therapy and exercises can help with a ton of stuff from just the the health of your genitals at a base level, but also like your sex life and how you're able to orgasm and all that stuff. But Kegels can actually help with erectile function. So, I found that a small study on 55 people with ED found that pelvic exercises like Kegels helped 40% of the participants regain normal erectile function, which is like a huge percentage. And an additional 35% reported that although they hadn't completely regained normal function, their overall function did improve. So if you've never done a Kegel before, this is how it works. You can do a basic Kegel exercise by squeezing the muscles that you use to urinate. So you squeeze for five seconds, relax, doing and it right now. for 10 rounds. Yeah, you can do it right now. You can do it anywhere. So this is for anyone, whether you own a vagina or a penis. Just squeeze your urination muscles. And yeah, squeeze, relax, repeat and eventually work your way up to like 20 reps and you can do this two to three times a day or just whenever, whenever you want, when you're sitting around. Um, And if you have a penis, it could help with your erectile function, which is so cool.
0: That is so cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, me neither. Wow. I'm learning so much about erectile dysfunction.
1: (laughs) Kegels are for everyone. Kegels don't discriminate.
0: Hey, but we should put that on a shirt. Kegels don't discriminate. Okay. wow she doesn't love my idea i mean you can do that if you want to for the kegels oh,
1: for the kegels
0: keeping up with the kegels
1: okay that's okay okay that's actually good i would buy that t-shirt i knew you'd get there eventually <laughs> give it a few a few tries a few swings before you knocked it out of the park
0: swing bada bada
1: swing bada 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 swing Bada.
0: But uh we talked about <laughs> the <big> <laughs> okay um but let's talk about preventing UTIs with the penis. Wear condoms. Yeah. This is also really important, guys. Get vaccinated to prevent HPV. gardasil I think is the vaccine. I didn't know this, but apparently it like expires at a certain point. Remember when we all got like the HPV vaccine when we were like teenagers? Mm -hmm. Apparently that only lasts like five years. Who told you that? I was talking to another friend who was saying like, you have to get, they don't tell you this, but you got to get your Gardasil vaccine. I don't think they like advertise it that much for people who are like, you know, five years out of their being 13 years old and you have to pay. I think it's like 20 bucks.
1: Okay. So your HPV vaccine expires and you should get another one. Yep. When you're an adult. Triple check. Okay, that is valuable information, guys. That is valuable, valuable information.
0: I literally just searched, does your HPV expire? Your vaccine. (laughs) Does your HPV expire? Oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry, guys. Let me just say this. Research so far shows that protection can last at least eight years for Gardasil. So it's not, I thought it was like once you get the vaccine, you're good, but apparently it only lasts eight years.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, that's really good information. Guys, talk to your doctor about that if you're, if you're concerned. But hot tip, hot tip for the listeners. Because we don't want anyone to get HPV.
0: Nope.
1: And, and get tested. Wanna... Yeah, get tested. Especially after new partners. This is for anyone with a – anyone, no matter what your gen- genitalia is. Get tested. Get tested. Getting tested is cool and hot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. There should not be a stigma. Like, don't be afraid to ask your partner to get tested. Be like, I'm going to get tested too. Let's just be safe, you know? Because,
1: yeah, girl, safe sex is sexy. Ooh, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> okay, and we couldn't talk about sexual health for people with penises. And we couldn't be a gay podcast if we didn't talk about Anal sex health for gay men and everyone else. This is for everyone, y'all. It's not just for gay men. As we've talked about many, many times on this podcast, HIV, AIDS is not a gay disease by any stretch. It does not discriminate against gender. However, anal sex is one of the most common ways that HIV is spread, especially among um, gay men. So we found that most gay, bisexual, and other men who have sex with men get HIV by having anal sex. It's the riskiest type of sex for getting and spreading the disease. Um, it's just it's kind of just like the facts. If you're HIV positive, it's important to like take this into consideration when you're going into a little intimatado with a partner because it's possible for either partner during anal sex, the top or the bottom, to get HIV, which I feel like a lot of people might not know. Maybe people who aren't in that community or have never or aren't aren't hiv positive but it is possible for either the top or the bottom to get it and this was kind of interesting if you're hiv negative bottoming without a condom puts you at much greater risk for getting hiv than topping oh however if you're hiv positive being on the top without a condom is riskier for giving hiv to your partner rewind and play that little, that little audio clip back if you need to, to kind of like get that into your, into your brain. But I thought it was really interesting and something to talk to your doctor about if you are HIV positive and, or are, um, negative and, you know, wanting to make sure you stay safe.
0: Yes, absolutely. But Sarah, let's talk about the benefits of anal sex.
1: Yeah. Cause there are actually a lot. Give me a no. <laughs> Give me an R. Give me a G. Give me an asms, asms, asms. Mm. Hey, that's mm. a good song. Mm.
0: Asms, 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 <laughs> Um. Okay, so in cisgender men and people assigned male at birth, anal sex can stimulate the prostate and lead to, what Sarah and I just spelled, an orgasm. Um, prostate orgasms are intense enough to send waves of orgasmic pleasure from head to toe.
1: Ooh. That's right. Waves of orgasmic pleasure should be a band name.
0: That's, that's, that sounds amazing.
1: <laughs> should be the name of our podcast. Yeah. Um, and like we said earlier, this isn't just about men. A 2010 study found that 31% of women surveyed who have had anal sex um, during their most recent sexual encounter, 94% of them had orgasmed from the experience. So it's just, and the fact of the matter is like your anal gland has erogenous, is like an erogenous zone. And so for anyone, no matter who you are, um, anal sex could be a really important part of your pleasure. And that's like a huge benefit of it. On top of that, for men in particular, prostate stimulation can actually help prevent and treat erectile dysfunction, prostatitis and painful ejaculation. So it has, it actually has like, a health benefits as well in terms of your sexual health and your prostate health. Also, in terms of just like
0: building intimacy with your partner, this is a great way to do it because I think personally, like getting into something with anal sex can like, with your partner can take a lot of communication and time to get to a place where it does feel great for both of you. Um, It's definitely like a work in progress, I could imagine.
1: Yeah. and, And I don't know. Just anything that involves deep communication with a partner is just going to like ultimately be good for the relationship and hopefully feel good in the long run.
0: Yes, I agree. Communication. Communication it's- is key.
1: We'll talk about the lyrics later. Okay, yeah. We'll, um, we'll write the song after this. But before we finish this topic of um, sexual health, we talked about vaginas. we talked about penises, but we thought it was really important to also touch on transsexual health because that's its own thing altogether. And, you know, there are a lot of issues that need to be addressed within the transsexual health spectrum. Um, if you currently have a vagina or a penis, all of the above could apply to your sexual health upkeep. So everything we just talked about, and that doesn't matter what your gender identity is, You know, it's still important to make sure whatever genitalia you're working with, you're keeping it healthy, you're keeping it clean, safe sex, all those things. But the fact of the matter is trans people can be reluctant to seek sexual and reproductive health care for totally valid reasons, in our opinion. One in three transgender people and 48% of transgender men have avoided or delayed Preventative health care, like pelvic exams or STI screenings, anything like that that can help make sure they, they keep infections and diseases at bay, they've avoided it out of fear of discrimination or disrespect. One in three trans people. That's way too high. It's way too high, but it makes sense, right? Like, I was thinking about this when I was doing some of this trans sexual health research, and I was thinking, like, I was putting myself in the shoes of a trans man. Say I'm a trans man and I, cur- and I have a vagina, a functioning vagina. I, have, I do have to make sure that I test that vagina regularly and I, and I go get it screened because I don't want to get any infections and I want to make sure I'm healthy. But also trying to picture this feeling of like total disconnection with my vagina or total discomfort with the idea of even having a vagina in general and then I have to go to, like, a doctor's office and get it poked and prodded by a stranger and, like, have all the focus zeroed in on it. Like, I can ima- I can only imagine, like, the mental game that comes with that internally. That is totally aside from the discrimination and disrespect that trans people experience in the healthcare system. This is even just, like, I was trying to picture what that internal feeling might be like, you know? Like, I, I want to be healthy, but I also identify as a man and... I feel completely disconnected from my physical vagina.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and like, I mean, on top of that, providers actually often lack appropriate clinical knowledge. So while treating transgender patients does not require special expertise, providers often lack basic knowledge about transgender people and their health needs. That's wild. So in a nationwide survey, 50% of transgender people reported having to teach healthcare providers about providing appropriate care.
1: Yeah. So imagine having to go to the doctor and teach your doctor how to care for you because they don't know how. (laughs) I couldn't. I'd feel, because you go to your doctor as like a, hopefully
0: like as a safe space. Like I know when I'm going to my doctor, I am like trusting them with my body. Yeah. It's
1: vulnerable. it's super vulnerable and I think like it's a work in progress. I, I do think that healthcare systems are, are starting to figure out how to incorporate trans health into, into their system and I would love actually to talk to your cousin Gabe, the ER physician, about his perspective on this and if he he sees changes happening in the system or not and are they being educated on how to treat trans patients or not um because if you're trans you should not you should be able to get all the health care you need safely and with love with love and understanding and you should never suffer through any sort of health thing, infection, disease, whatever, just because you feel uncomfortable to go get the preventative care you need. Totally, I agree. So we're gonna circle back to that <laughs> once we like- We will. Yeah, well, I, I think that that's a topic that's really interesting. I would love to talk to um, a trans person or someone who specializes in trans healthcare. Yes. So another thing we wanted to touch on in terms of transsexual health was hormone therapy and how that impacts your sexual your sexual body because it makes a lot of changes obviously in your body and that impacts your your sex life and um your genitalia so estrogen hormone therapy to start off i learned a lot about this when i was research- researching i thought it was really interesting so there are a few things that happen to your body in terms of your sexual health when you start taking when you start estrogen hormone therapy um you'll notice that you experience fewer erections which makes sense Um, and your penis might not be firm enough to penetrate or like last long enough. So kind of just like, I think your, your penis starts to take a little nap. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like just taking a little break, taking some time off. Um, however... You will still be able to experience orgasms and have erotic sensations, all of those things. That is still completely possible. It's just that your actual penis is, it's, your body is changing so much that your penis isn't behaving the way it did before.
0: Some people also find that different parts of the body and sex acts are more presu- pleasurable now. Orgasms can have less peak intensity and begin to feel as though they impact the whole body rather than just the genitals. Um, people may have ejaculations with white or clear fluid, or even none at all. So exploring and experimenting with this newfound sexuality and body through sex toys and vibrators can be great and involve a significant other in that process too. It can be very fun.
1: Yeah. I think that's actually really cool that during hormone therapy, you can, you can enjoy, potentially enjoy sex even more. I just have a, feel more in touch with your body, um, and experience pleasure in a totally different way. I think that's really, really interesting. Um, and then one more thing about estrogen hormone therapy that uh, I thought was really interesting is that your testicles can shrink to half their original size. Oh, wow. Oh, 50%, oh, 50% shrinkage. And then we also got, we also looked into masculinizing hormone therapy. So the opposite of estrogen hormone therapy. Um, so if you were assigned female at birth and you're transitioning into a man, let's say, and it can impact your fertility, which I, I, um, maybe stupidly didn't realize. So a lot of people before they start masculinizing hormone therapy, they'll freeze their eggs or they'll talk about their, you know, what, what they want in their, um, future in terms of kids and fertility. Uh, which is, you know, really smart to do and to talk to your doctor and talk to your partner and figure out, you know, like, will I one day want kids? It might be smart to freeze my eggs now before before I start this hormone therapy that's going to totally change my fertility. But, and you know, this is this is kind of a no-brainer, but if you still have a uterus and eggs and all that still functioning, um, there's always a risk of getting pregnant as a trans man. So that's something to think about if you are a trans man and, or you're thinking of transitioning and you're thinking about safe sex, you know, it's kind of the same stuff we already talked about. Just um, take care of yourself and do what you need to do to make sure you don't have a little baby that you weren't maybe expecting to have. <laughs> yes. Okay, and the last thing about masculinizing hormone therapy that I found was that your clitoris becomes enlarged. Which I guess, I guess is kind of obvious, but once again, this is the first kind of time I'm researching this, so that was exciting to me your clitoris becomes enlarged it typically takes one to two years to reach like the full size and the full effect and it, it for a lot of people it can actually cause a lot of discomfort and stuff it's not you know it's not all fun and games um but it's like that,
0: growing pains don't you think
1: yeah, yeah isn't I think that that's what it would what kind of feel like? like that's what i read i would love to have someone who has gone through this type of therapy tell us a little bit more about the changes but i mean you're your clit's a huge part of your sexual health. So something to think about if you're going through this therapy, it's it's going to be quite a bit bigger than it was before.
0: Wow. Sarah.
1: That How was a lot feel? of information. I hope people don't feel like they just sat through like some science class or something. That I hope science was... class they didn't ask for. Yeah, they really didn't ask for this at all. We just gave it to them. But this stuff is so interesting. And like we said we kind of jumped all over the place because there are so many things to talk about. And um, we just thought all of this research was really fascinating and important. And so we kind of were picky and choosy, pick the stuff that we thought was the coolest to talk about.
0: And guys, please let us know if there's anything we missed or if there's anything else you want to dive into a little further. Um, Sarah and I, like, like we said earlier, we can do our best to like continue to do research and provide you with any like, answers but we want to reiterate again and again and again go talk to your doctor maybe maybe before you talk to um your two uh, besties your your sisters over here
1: yeah before you talk to us please go talk to a doctor
0: unless you want to discuss the pineapple theory with me i'm happy to discuss
1: yeah actually me too if anyone does it seriously shoot us a dm and let us know what happens I mean, Persis has already experimented and has already worked well for her, but we want to see if it works for other people, too. Yeah. (laughs) Aw. Aw. Okay. Well, everyone, take care of your sexual health. Oh, yes. Persis is doing the splits right now, and she truly just amazes me sometimes with her flexibility and her stretchiness, her adaptability, boom.
0: Guys, we love you. Yeah, take care of your bits, take care of your Beckys, take care of your box, take care of your pineapple, take care of your uh, vajuju, take take care of your- uh, Intimatado, Intimatats. All of that. People are gonna be like, y'all, who are these people talking about Intimatado? Oh, my favorite, In Case You Missed It.
1: This In Case You Missed It is so exciting, where we are genuinely very pumped to talk about this. In Case You Missed It, Becca Tilly, former Bachelor contestant, and Haley Kiyoko, the one and only lesbian Jesus, just announced that they've been dating for four years. That is so
0: cute. I th- I did not know, like when they announced their relationship, I thought it was literally like we just started dating. I had no idea that they truly have been dating since they met at um, Haley's expectations release party, which was would have been back in like what 2018.
1: Yeah, I think it so was 2018, cute. and um, yeah, I had the funny thing is I ha- I follow both Becca and Haley on Instagram, and I had seen over the years Becca. Every now and then would like post something with Haley and I was always like, oh, I didn't know they were friends. Like I didn't know they knew each other. Interesting. If you don't know who Becca is, understandable. She was a contestant on The Bachelor. She was actually, I used to watch The Bachelor and she was one of my favorite contestants there ever was. She was just awesome. She was so, so fun and so sweet. Um, and on the show, she was very open about being a virgin. That was like a big part of, you know, every contestant has to have a thing that's part of their identity. And that was a big part of hers. Um, and her family was very Christian. Um, after the show, she didn't she didn't win The Bachelor. Um, and after the show, she dated one of the guys in The Bachelor universe for a while. And his name was Robert, I think. Um, but that didn't work out. And then ever since then, in my perspective, she's always just been single. And I've always kind of been like, oh, I wonder when Becca will like, you know, have an, have an S.O. Turns out she had an S.O. the entire time.
0: And it was the lovely Haley Kiyoko that makes my heart so warm. Because what's funny is while you've thought that about Becca, um, sometimes I used to think like, oh, I wonder if Haley's dating anybody. Because I was like, Haley's such a catch. Like, is she, what is she doing up there in the dating world? And I was like, oh, maybe she's just keeping it hella private. And lo
1: and behold, she was. She was keeping it hella private, so was Becca, but Haley released a music video for her new song, For the Girls, and the whole theme of the video was like a gay bachelorette, it's awesome, you guys should go watch it. Um, And Becca makes a surprise appearance at the end, and Haley gives her her final rose. So I think there had been some speculation leading up to this for sure, Um, and they kind of just like did a little wink and a nod and tipped their hat to it, but ultimately it was like a full relationship announcement. Mm -hmm. Um, back after the video went live, Becca went on her Instagram story and she wrote this really sweet message. She said, I have been crying on and off all day. I don't know that I can properly form adequate words to express how much the love and support means, but I just want to say thank you. And to everyone who has known about us for the last four years and gave us the time and space to do it on our own terms or on our own time, sorry, the magnitude of that alone is not lost on me. I am so grateful. And then she says, haley thank you for showing me how to be brave and how to love myself i'm so glad i don't have to avoid pronouns on the podcast now i love you oh, oh! <laughs> my heart
0: and um on becca's podcast which i really want to listen to sarah what's it called
1: it's called scrubbing in it's her and her friend tanya i've only listened to a few episodes originally it was supposed to be like a gray's anatomy podcast <laughs> Um, but since then they kind of just like gossip about life. On Becca's podcast,
0: she told her co-host Tanya, Haley has really made me feel brave. And she was always like, people are going to love you. People love you. And they want to see you happy. How amazing that so many people in our life knew and this never got out. The level of respect that takes for people to keep something like that to themselves and not out us was pretty incredible. A lot of people knew. I was thinking that too. I'm like, they have a lot of friends that are in the public eye. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. And she was saying, yeah. oh, sorry. She was saying on the pod that they weren't that crazy private about their relationship. Like out and about, they would kiss on the street. Like if Becca was introducing Haley to someone, she would be like, this is my girlfriend Haley. Like she would never be like, oh, it's my friend. Like they, you know, four years in, they definitely weren't, being top secret, but it, but it just, the way they were living their lives was such that it maybe just didn't get out or all of their friends and family really kept it to themselves, which is nice.
0: That is nice because I mean, at the end of the day, it's the, it's not really the public's business. Right. So when you want to take your time to like, you know, be like, this is my public relationship. That's a whole other ball, like ball ball field field yeah that's a new field for ball games yeah ballpark i could not find the word ballpark
1: i think Wait. that's a new ball game <laughs> what is a, what's that what's that a term when people say that's a whole other that's a whole new ball game <laughs> no it's not that yeah it is purse that's a whole other ball game true it's a whole new ball game I'm 99% sure. (laughs) Guys, if if that's the wrong thing, tell us. Please tell us. We know you always do. Yeah, you call us out for our BS. Always. Um, But I thought this was really sweet. Um, Becca was also explaining on her podcast how quickly she sparked a connection with Haley. Apparently, they kissed for the first time after going out with friends. And she said... We fell in love so fast. When I met Haley, that was the first time I had feelings specifically for a woman. It was so magnetic that I never questioned who she was. I fell in love with this person, someone's soul, and their heart. I never had to overthink that part until I started thinking about coming out publicly, which I think is like a really common experience. I have a friend who only dated men her whole life and then fell in love with a woman and it was super unexpected, but it, it just was about who that woman was, who, her soul, her heart. who And um it's only been kind of like recently that she's had to kind of navigate this like idea of coming out and what that means to her because it some doesn't even really feel that way for her. Sometimes she just loves this person, regardless of their gender.
0: I just think it's just a beautiful, feeling and i'm happy for becca and i'm happy for Haley, and they both just seem like two lovely humans who just like really support and respect each other like the way they're talking about each other um just kind of like shows that love you know what i mean
1: yeah they're in love and we love to see it and we're so so excited for the oh sorry i'm burping um And it's also just really cool to see someone like Becca who came, like the reason why she's even known is because of this very straight thing. Like the bachelor is like the straightest shit she could have done. And, you know, to break from that mold and be brave and be herself and go with her heart, that's pretty powerful. And so I think that's going to be amazing representation.
0: She went from the straightest show ever to dating like the most popular lesbian Yeah, she went, literally, she's dating Jesus, guys. Becca's dating lesbian Jesus. Lesbian Jesus. (laughs) There's no, there's like, like, Haley's like the the gay. (laughs) Like, she is the gay. You don't get any gayer than Haley Kiyoko.
1: (laughs) She is the gay, capital T, capital G. You literally don't get any gayer than lesbian Jesus.
0: No, you don't.
1: Okay, well, Becca, if you want to come on the podcast, we're not going to say no. We would love to have you. And guys, let us know how you feel about this new relationship. We hope you're excited about it. And um, if you have anything else you want us to talk about on, in case you missed it, hit us up.
0: Hit us up. Oh, also, just before we sign off real quick, I loved that video that Becca posted on her IG feed. That was like a soft launch to her and Haley.
1: Guys, if you haven't watched it yet, go to Becca. It's like at Becca Tilly, I think is her handle. And she posted this reel of her and Haley together. It's so cute. It's so cute. Want to know something interesting?
0: Always. I feel like Cammie Scott was hanging out with Becca Tilly for a little bit.
1: Interesting. uh, No, not like romantically. Like, I just feel like maybe they were
0: vibing. Maybe they were in like the same queer circle a little bit. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's been for like four years is such a long time. So Becca's definitely in, I would imagine, in like the queer circles by this point, right? Yeah. Girls got a new circle going on.
0: I just remember I was like watching a Cammy Scott video in the background and then it was something about like Becca Tilly was in the video.
1: I was like, oh, hey. Oh, is Cammy friends with Haley?
0: I don't know, but i I'm pretty sure maybe a few of them went to this, like expectations release party. I know Shannon Beveridge took a photo with Haley at that thing because it was like the two gay, like such a gay youtuber and then, like, lesbian Jesus like reuniting. I think they made like a joke about it or something.
1: oh, so much happened there.
0: So much happened. Uh, I love it. And I also love the song for the girls. I think it's really cute in summary,
1: I think that for the girls should play as we sign off what do you think purse
0: i absolutely think it should you're so smart
1: ah i really am